This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Vicruter, who is the CEO and co-founder at Evolution IQ. Evolution IQ are a specialist bodily injury claim insurtech business based in New York City. It's great to have Tom joining me on the line from New York this morning. Welcome to the show, Tom. Nick, it's great to be here. Tom, it's great to have you on the show today. Really looking forward to hearing more about Evolution IQ. Before we get on to that, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners and a bit into your background, a bit into your career and the steps that led to you starting the business Evolution IQ? Absolutely. So I'm an immigrant from communist Eastern Europe, and I've been obsessed with computers since I was a kid. Uh, I started off as a hacker. I ran a pirate BBS. I started programming at an early age. I published my first software at age 15, and I got a check for $5,000. It was a CD that was included in a magazine, and I just fell in love with building software. And you know that was my destiny. Since then, I've always been involved in first principles innovation. I spent quite a number of years in entertainment, building AAA video games. I then moved into the world of large data. I spent almost 10 years at Google, building core infrastructure for search and ads and, and YouTube and some of their core systems. And then at the birth of kind of deep learning, you know, I was one of the early guys there. And my role was to bring machine learning to parts of Google that were using older heuristic solutions. So they had a big data set, big data problem, not making use of all that data. And I saw a lot of successes, some failures. I worked on everything from autonomous cars to identifying fraudulent map listings in India. They were creating these like fake banks. And I just really fell in love with the power and the capabilities you know, that machine learning and big data could bring. So eventually... I started thinking, you know, surely there must be an industry outside of digital advertising that could benefit from this technology. Absolutely. And I was looking for something very interesting, industry with a homogenous data set, a lot of manual processes. And I came across bodily injuries and insurance, and it was just perfect. It was a really interesting science problem dealing with health data. It was a very interesting business problem. And that was how we got our start in 2018. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. That's really, really interesting. And I'd love to know how you then made that transfer. It sounds like you did your research as to, to what markets would be the most ripe, really, for solution, for expertise like yours in the insurance industry, the bodily injury element of that was an area that you thought you could really do well in. But how did you then find the process and the challenge then of setting up a new business in a new industry sector? Yeah, so... We started off purely in claims, which is where we are today. So this makes us unique as a company. I think most companies start in underwriting 
and they're adding claims components, we decided to be specialists in claims. It's a really difficult problem. It's fairly untapped. It's very interesting from a technical perspective. There's a lot you know, we can do. And so the first thing we did was, you know, I built a fully clickable end-to-end demo that demonstrated what would happen if you brought a Google-style machine learning combined with all of the rich data and trends has been collecting for the last 20 years to build this modern system. And we started showing it to insurance carriers, specifically executives, and we got really positive response on it. And then we went to the venture capitalists and we said, look, we have this really amazing idea. We have a demo. We have interest from the industry. You know, let's partner. And we did our um, seed round in 2019. And that's when the company was founded and we hired the first team. We now have the most impressive AI team in the industry. You know, I have no doubt there. We got folks from Google, from Bloomberg, Amazon. Facebook, Microsoft, you know, really, really incredible talent. For me, definitely the best team that I've ever worked with. Incredible, incredible. And to bring that team together, you know, at a very early stage like that, there must be two things. One, they must really believe in what you're doing, but it sounds like also you must have had some good funding behind you in order to afford those guys. We have. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, it's a great story. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the business and where it is today. Before we do that, we are in the insurance coffee house today what was your go-to coffee of choice in the morning there new york uh so our office in new york is on madison park and our favorite spot is the eatly have a outdoor option and an indoor option right on the park it's a beautiful kind of italian style place nice nice. so you can get a good coffee and you can get some nice fresh air and some some nice sights of the park as well sounds like a great way to start the morning tom it is. Tom, I'd love to turn to the business now. Yeah, Evolution IQ really sounds like an interesting story, the way that you came up with this solution to a problem and you, you brought in a lot of expertise in terms of AI and the team around it. Where is the business at the moment? If you give us a, a snapshot where you are today, that'd be fantastic. Sure. So we have products servicing many of the bodily injury insurance lines. Hmm. We specialize in group and individual disability casualty liability lines, workers' compensations, and TPAs. Yeah. Uh, the company is about 55 full-time employees. More than half of that is engineering. Um, yeah. We do have a lot of insurance experts in-house as well, no surprise there. And in terms of expansion, we are also moving into international markets this year. So we have been focusing on U.S. Uh, carriers, and now we're moving international. Fantastic. It sounds like a great place to be. So how did you go about developing the product and across the years, how have you gone? How has that product been developed further? So the first product was hard. You know, we were the first company taking this approach of utilizing all the claims data and making these kinds of predictions. So it took a lot of experimentation. You know, we spent millions of dollars to get to the first working module. Once we got there, we were surprised at the results. You know, our first large customer was Reliance and we've done things that nobody in insurance has seen before. We are reducing, you know, combined ratios by three to four points. There's a couple of interesting things with disability. There's, for example, incidence rate where somebody starts on short-term disability, you know, they have some minor injury. And if it's not handled well, they lapse into long-term disability. With our solution, we've reduced the number of injured, disabled folks moving to long-term by almost 50%. So imagine having only half of your people exit the workforce, you know, as an employer. So it's not just a benefit for the carrier in terms of those combined ratios he talked about, although that's obviously incredibly impressive and there's a huge amount of value being brought to them. 
It's also the policyholders. It's also the people themselves who are at the front end making those claims, having those injuries. There's a real benefit for those people as well. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's a it's a known fact that work keeps people healthy. You know, it keeps us occupied. Mm. And the our goal is to number one. You know, we obviously want to improve profitability of the carriers. But we also want to help the employers by keeping as many of their employees healthy and happy and working as mm. long as possible. And ultimately for the claimants themselves, you know, they're in a better place if they can stay in the job market. And that's one of the metrics that we measure. Mm. And in terms of those, talk about the carriers now, in terms of those savings that you're providing to carriers, how does that work? How does your technology provide those savings for those carriers? What's behind it? So I guess the, there's two big problems big challenges with body injury claims. First, they're incredibly complicated. You know, you have to be a doctor to really be able to read through the claim, understand the nuances of what's happening, understand the different comorbidities, the diagnoses. You have to, ref- even as a doctor, you have to reference you know, external material. And examiners don't have access to this or the time or the knowledge. Um, so they're, you know, it's, it's a difficult problem. The second problem is the volume. They are, these carriers are dealing with tens of thousands of active claimants. Each individual examiner is handling hundreds of injured or disabled um, workers at any given point in time. And they just don't have the time in the day to figure out where they should focus next. So it's a very reactive approach. So what we do is we evaluate, sort through, monitor every claim every day. You know, imagine having a doctor read through all of your you know, 50,000 active claimants and tell you where you should be spending your time. You know, this 80%, 85% of these folks will, you know, recover, go back to work. It's minor stuff. The 15% will not. And knowing which ones and when and what to do with them, you know, that that is the key. And so what we're doing is we do some level of automation. You know, we can certainly segment and tell you which claims you don't have to touch at all. But the real magic is we partner with the examiners. You know, we are their co-pilot. We sit next to them. And it's a really a human in the loop kind of a system that enables them to make decisions smarter, focus their time, focus their efforts, and mm-hmm. be very proactive in guiding the treatment and the recovery and return back to work process for the disabled and injured employees. Excellent. Excellent. Now, sounds fantastic tool. And I'm sure the people who are working in those claims departments for those carriers, for those TPAs, I'm sure they not only enjoy working with the technology, but also obviously the benefits and the results that are coming off the back of it as well. I think that's really exciting. Tom, I'd love to ask you about your biggest challenge since starting the business, you know, from coming up with the idea to then bringing it to life. And now, now as you're looking to scale and grow, what's been the biggest challenge so far for you? I think it's it's twofold. One big challenge is hiring. You know, in the last two years has been the most challenging labor market, I think, in all human history, especially, you know, hiring for AI and data folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very high bar. You know, we hire, you know, kind of like one out of 10,000 applicants is when we make a hire. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been tough. We have a recruiting team. We have a, you know, great employer brand. We have been able to make the hires, but it has not been easy. You know, I think a lot of companies struggle with this. The second challenge is the carriers are new to AI. They're new to data. And so, you know, the sales cycles are long. You know, it takes 12 months for us to go from the first conversation to being integrated. And so it's been a big focus, you know. So our solution here is, you know, we have, we work very closely with their data folks. You know, we have specialists on our side who've done this a lot, who have done many integrations. We have a very special approach to how we integrate with carriers. 
we don't have an API. We don't force them to have to invest any engineering resources. We basically say, you have your data, you know, you can export it in any format you like. We will do the job, job on our side to transform it into our common data format and then ingest it. So it, this makes it possible at this point to go from data to a model being up and running in just, you know, two weeks which is kind of a miracle. Again, it's something nobody has seen before. I think yeah. the industry is used to like six to 12 months to get something running. And so to have something mm -hmm. visible in a couple of weeks is like a tiny, tiny miracle. Absolutely, especially for those huge, large carriers and some of those customers that you talked about. Are you working with any smaller carriers, any MJs at all, or any TPAs where they are a bit more nimble and a bit more fast moving, maybe some other insure tech based businesses? where it is a bit of a quicker route to market for you? Yeah, there is a kind of a natural threshold for us to make sense of using our software. But anybody with a couple of thousand um, claim volume annually, you know, is potentially a customer for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it needs to certain level. Fantastic. Tom, that brings us nicely onto the espresso round now where the questions are short, sharp and straight to the point. Are you ready for, for an espresso? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it, Tom. The espresso round. Tom, how many people are you looking to grow the business by over the next 12 months? Next 12 months, we have a 2022 plan. 23 is still in flux, but probably somewhere between 15 and 20. And what are the culture, the, the cultural values that you're looking to build and integrate as you scale the business? So our, our culture is like a mini Google you know, I was there for a long time. Our founding team, many of them came from Google. So we took the parts that we love from Google, we took the parts we didn't like and we changed them. But it's really about purpose and autonomy. You know, we want everybody to feel like a mini CEO at the company and be empowered to make important decisions. We also have a uh, culture of delivery. So we're always focusing on delivering early and often. You know, we don't want to go off on rabbit hole research projects that go on for months. You know, we mm. want to show something useful to internally as well as to customers as early as mm. possible and keep iterating on that. And those are principles, you know, that we really bring forward to new employees and that's been working very well for us. Great. How do you sort of maintain that as you grow, as obviously the business, the, the changing nature of work is changing after the pandemic? How do you try and keep all that going as you also grow and you're also based in different locations as well? So it's through osmosis at this point, you know. We do have a culture doc that's been written down and it is required to read for all new hires. But, you know, everybody at the company lives and breathes this culture and new hires absorb it very quickly. As for remote, remote hires, we require folks to come on site to New York City, you know, for the first week so they can really be part of the office culture. Um, that's been very successful for us. We also do engineering on sites regularly where we bring the entire team to New York and they can mm. work together on, you know, you know, setting goals and solving some of these issues. Um, we're expanding that to other teams as well. And finally, we do twice a year an all-company offsite somewhere amazing. Like, you know, in the winter, we'll go to Puerto Rico and we'll rent a resort and we'll do like part work and strategy sessions and part, you know, we'll go and kayak in the bioluminescent base and do surfing lessons and things like that. Amazing. Amazing. It sounds fantastic. We mentioned remote work in there and you've also discussed earlier in the podcast about how you are looking to go more international work with some more international carriers. What do you see there as the opportunities for you as a business, you know, with, with the way 
people are now set up for remote working, maybe more accessible for international work, more global work, working with more international businesses. Do you see that as a real opportunity as a company? Yeah, I mean, right now, internationally, our focus is on countries that look uh, like the US. You know, as you can imagine, like United Kingdom, it's English speaking. They use, they have similar regulatory approaches, similar processes. So that's a natural fit for us. And we're having residents there. As far as how the pandemic and remote work changed things, definitely making it easier to do sales remotely. Um, mm. Folks are more used to using Zoom, you know, sales cycles move faster. That being said, we do have people dedicated in those countries, but for plugging in engineering and plugging in support, you know, we can make that happen now um, remotely as much as possible. It's a great opportunity, really is, especially if you are bringing in people as well from the insurance industry. I think previously they've always had, there's always been a mindset of working in that large office, that large organization. And even those people at those large organizations are, are working from home now. They're working remotely from those businesses. So moving to a smaller company doesn't seem like quite the leap of faith or quite the big leap it would have been, I'd say, certainly pre-pandemic. So plenty of opportunity, I'm sure, for you there. On that note, though, on, on that note about an insurance career, you know, clearly it's an insure tech business. It's very technology-led. In terms of insurance expertise, what sort of value can, can that bring to your business? So on the commercial side, on the sales side, we do hire exclusively folks that have been doing this in insurance, selling to carriers, you know, dealing with software for a long time. Uh, we have a very impressive team, you know, veterans. Mm. Um, what they bring to us is, the, you know, understanding how to talk to carriers. You know, they have their own Rolodex. You know, they have people they've been working with for a long time. They love the idea of working with a very innovative AI team. You know, a lot of them tell us that this is the most exciting career they've ever been in to be part of like a mini Google, but, you know, building for an industry that is just right for innovation. Uh, so that's been a really, really fun team to grow for us. And we're expanding that team this year and next year. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm sure there'll be lots of people listening who will be interested to learn more. Final question of the espresso round, Tom. If there are any founders out there, any InsureTech founders looking to grow, looking to scale their, their InsureTech businesses, what would you say are the key foundations or key infrastructure that needs to be in place um, at the business before you do look to scale and grow a company? For founders in InsureTech and technology, I think there's two really important things. You know, one, find something that you truly passionately, deeply care about because it's a very hard to break into. And it needs to be something you're willing to spend seven days a week on for the first couple of years, you know, to really break through. The other thing is to listen very, very carefully to the carriers and build a product that has incredible and um, demonstrable ROI. Mm. You know, it's going to be hard or impossible if you can't show that. As far as infrastructure, you know, insurance has a lot of data. That being said, the data is very disparate. You know, it's spread across hundreds of SQL tables and databases. Every carrier has a different way of doing things. So, you know, you're going to need a uh, advanced data team that is able to take all this and simplify it and normalize it. Otherwise, the company can't scale. So we made a big investment in data warehousing and this kind of transformation so that we can now onboard <clears throat> clients in a matter of weeks, not a matter of months or years. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. And on that point of that ROI, is that how you find some of the some statistics you quoted me earlier, you know, reducing the, you know, the combined ratio by, you know, three to four percent, that type of statistic, that type of 
very direct ROI. Have you found that's been when really when the carriers start seeing up and listening to what you're talking about and what you're what you're able to do for them as a business? Yeah, that's probably the most important part of you know showing an AI solution. There's a lot yeah. of AI out there. A lot of it is hard to demonstrate what it does. So yeah. we can show case studies, you know, of the technology being deployed in production with national carriers and very specific numbers of the impact we've had. So we're saving carriers tens of millions of dollars. You know, we can show specifically what percentage of claims we're impacting, how much time we're saving the examiners, you know, to spend less time where they, you know, where they can save their time. Um, we're now working with the workers' compensation. So our workers' comp product is able to optimize return to work, optimize treatment, you know, avoid some of those complex claims, you know, where things spin out of control and you realize too late, you know, what's happened here. You know, we can show typically, you know, we can reduce that time by many months or even years. So we're very, very focused on quantitatively, you know, showing analytics on exactly what the impact will look like on a real book of business. Mm. Oh, fantastic. No, I think that's great advice and, and certainly something for our listeners to take away there. Tom, almost reached the end of our time today. Time has certainly flown by very quickly. On that note, do you have do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners, whether they're insure techs, whether they're technology leaders, wherever they might be? And what would be the best contact details to reach out to you on if people do have any questions? Sure. Uh, best contact, you can contact me directly, tom at evolutioniq.com. We have some capacity to work with new partners. We are hiring our technology scaling quickly. Uh, so if you are a carrier working in disability, individual group, if you are a workers' comp carrier looking to innovate, um, if you're a TPA working in comp or disability, anything with bodily injury, um, you know, reach out to us. You know, we are in your market. Uh, we are the certainly the most advanced AI provider in disability right now. And, you know, we expect to have that same success in the other markets. It's going to be exciting next next couple of years for us. Very exciting few years for you. And I, I think, uh, yeah, I'd encourage those leaders to reach out to you because I'm sure you could make them look very good and really help them achieve some fantastic results for them within their divisions, within their departments of their businesses. So thoroughly encourage that. Is there any listeners want to learn more about Evolution IQ, about some of the roles that you've got coming up? Best to reach out to you as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and our view is that in the next five years, you know, it's inevitable that the entire insurance industry is going to move to using AI and using this type of guidance and leveraging all the data that they've been collecting. I don't see a world where this doesn't happen. So I think there's going to be carriers that can figure this out. They can innovate. They can bring this technology in. And those who don't are not going to be able to survive and compete. It's just going to be really hard and a real disadvantage, you know, if you are not able to move at the same pace as your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. Get in early while you can. One more thing I guess I should say is one of the cool things about our technology is we have specifically built it to solve this problem for the legacy carriers who did not start as a tech company. You know, there's companies like Lemonade now who built technology from the ground up, you know, so they have an advantage. Legacy carriers, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. Um, they need to be able to compete as well. And so partnering with AI vendors like Evolution IQ is a very quick way to, you know, within a few months, you know, you can be up and running and you can be seeing these results. Mm, no, it's fantastic. It's a great point. It's a great point. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been great to have you on the show. It's been great to hear about Evolution IQ and all the work that you're doing there. It's really, really interesting. I think interesting both for carriers, but also for some of our listeners who who may be considering a move and maybe think that they can bring their expertise and add value to your organization as well. So thanks very much for joining us today, Tom. It's been great to have you on the show. Likewise. Thank you so much, Nick. 
Brilliant stuff. And to all the InsureTech leaders, all those insurance leaders out there, wherever you're listening in the world today, we thank you for joining us. I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and learnings from Tom's had to say today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or would like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.